0: I never really ask for feedback about my podcast. Not that I don't worry about that. I'm, I am I want to make sure I phrase this properly. It's not that I'm not concerned about feedback because obviously people, it, it, it's important that people want to listen to what I have to say. Not that I believe what I have to say is supremely important because who am I? I'm nobody, but I do believe that it does matter if the audience appreciates and or likes the sound of the podcast. Uh, they enjoy the material that I cover because even though I've said this before, this is therapeutic for me. And this podcast is, is really more for me than anything, but I understand that, that people do, uh, get enjoyment out of listening to this podcast. So I was, I was thinking about my intro. I always do the same thing on my intro, my same intro phrase, And I was wondering if that ever gets redundant or if people get tired of it. So give me some feedback. Let me know if if you get tired of that intro, if you want something else every now and again. We're getting back to the book of Exodus in chapter 32. And we're going to start off at verse 7. We left off at verse 6 yesterday. And we're getting to the nitty gritty of the children of Israel and everything surrounding what happened after they left egypt after moses goes on to mount sinai talks with god he's there 40 days and 40 nights the people begin to wonder where's moses should be should we be waiting for moses or should we just move on they ask aaron to make them some other gods molten images so that they can worship and kind of gets pretty crazy so that's where we left off, the book of Exodus, chapter 32, verse 7. Let's get into this. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go get thee down, for thy people which thou broughtest out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. Now, I I, I want you to pay attention to what said. He said, Thy people which thou broughtest out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. In all of these interactions with Moses and the children of Israel, especially at at this point, there's a lot of things that are said that I don't necessarily understand. Uh, I've tried to wrap my brain around some of this stuff and I've tried to understand what exactly is going on. What is God trying to show? Right. Because when you look at the things he says to Moses, how he interacts with Moses I almost get the impression, and I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to say this. A lot of times, especially when dealing with with God, I'm trying to make sure the things that I say is not blasphemous. Like, seriously, I consider all of the different things the Bible says in different areas when I think about discussing something. And it's hard for me to just go over these things without somehow you know, thinking to myself, am I saying this wrong? Did that come out the wrong way? Is this blasphemous? But I almost feel as though God is trying to get Moses to see something. And I don't know if Moses is always paying attention. And the reason is nothing's being proven to God. God is all knowing. So if God asks a question, it's not because God wants the answer. It's because you need the answer and you need to consider what's going on. All right. So anyway, kind of almost got sidetracked off my thought, but, but God talks to Moses and he says, thy people, which thou brought us out of the land of Egypt. Interesting that that said that's that way. They have turned aside quickly out of the way, which I have commanded them. They have made them a molten calf and worshipped it and have sacrificed thereunto and said, These be thy gods, O Israel, which have brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. Every time I read these these passages, these portions, I keep going back to what. The Bible says in a book of Romans, they worship the creature more than the creator. And that's kind of the, the idea that I get here is they were worshiping the creature more than they were worshiping the creator. The creature shouldn't be worshiped at all. But they made molten images and they said, these be thy gods. After everything they saw, again, still baffling to me, but not baffling in the sense that I can't believe it because, as I said before, a lot of us do the same thing, not necessarily in this fashion, but pretty much the same thing. All right. Verse nine. And the Lord said unto Moses, I have seen this people and behold, it is a stiff necked people, stiff necked not being a word that's widely used especially right now in this day and age as i always say i personally use the king james bible i'm not saying that's the bible that you have to use this is the bible that i've always used i've memorized verses out of and so it's just advantageous for me to continue using this version and i like it i like the language i like old english personally so stiff neck means stubborn, inflexibly obstinate uh contumacious. never heard that word before. I have to look that up, look that up later, as a stiff-necked people, stiff neck pride, so these people are stubborn, they are a stubborn people after you got to think after Moses. On this mount, hearing the things that God said to him, thou shalt have no other gods before me. God warned him in Exodus chapter 20 not to worship anything uh, on earth or in heaven. God is all that is to be worshipped. Nothing else on this whole entire plane of existence is to be worshipped but God. And here the children of Israel go worshiping after other gods already now you got to imagine moses is probably tight right now he's probably super tight he's like yo after everything we just had happen and this is what these people are doing and remember i told you god gave moses advance warning before he got down there verse 10 now these now therefore let me alone that my wrath may wax hot against them and that I may consume them, and I will make of thee a great nation. God, now, this, somebody said this years ago. Now, this is one of those instances where I read through this and did not pay attention to what was being said. And I remember hearing a a preacher mention a fact that God was going to wipe the children of Israel off the face of the planet and start over with Moses. And I remember thinking, where'd that happen? I've read all through the old Testament; It's right here. God said, yo, my like I'm hot. My wrath is going to wax hot. I'm going to wipe them all out and I'm going to start over with you. So I want you to notice something. For, for the person that may think there is no judgment from God. See everything that God is, he is completely. uh, I, I read a book with my Bible study group in Texas it's called The Attributes of God. And it's a very good book. I'm not going to tell you it's a perfect book. No, Nobody's ideas are perfect. My ideas are not perfect. Spurgeon's ideas are not perfect. No man on this, or on this earth, on this planet has perfect ideas, right? So all of us may think and believe certain things. And a lot of those things may be true, but there inevitably is flaws somewhere in what we believe. But in this book, "The Attributes of God," the thing I loved about the book is, it, it honed in on a fact that everything God is, He is completely and He is at all times, and at no moment is one attribute over the other. They are all complete at all times. It's almost, it's almost something that the brain can't even fathom. Like it's hard to wrap your brain around that, right? Because with us, sometimes you're more angry than you are just. Sometimes you might be more kind and loving than you are angry, but everything God is, he is completely hundred percent at all times. So there's this idea that there's no judgment from God. There is judgment. And I'm, I'm thankful to God that there is also mercy, but don't forget the fact that there is judgment and God right here was ready to wipe the children of Israel off the face of the planet and start over with Moses and Moses besought the Lord his god and said lord why doth thy wrath wax hot against thy people which thou hast brought forth out of the land of egypt with great power and with a mighty hand now notice when this when this started out god told moses yo thy people which you brought out yo they bugging down there and moses turns back to god like god this is your people that you brought out of the land of egypt Like, don't, don't let your anger wax so hot against us. Have mercy. Moses is right here before God begging for mercy. And I will say this, Moses is in typology. I I believe, and I believe you can show this from the new Testament. Won't get into that right now. A type of Christ. And we see Moses here making intercessions for the people. And I believe this is one of the areas in the Bible where God is, is showing us in type what happened with Christ. Making intercession for the people of the planet earth. Those who have believed on his name. And again Moses is, is you know uh, recalling God bringing the children of Israel out of Egypt. He's calling on God's mercy. And verse 12 he says wherefore should the Egyptians speak and say for mischief did he bring them out to slay them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth turn from thy fierce wrath and repent of this evil against thy people Moses is like yo If you if you wipe the children of Israel out now, what will the Egyptians say? What will the nations about us say? They'll be like, yo, their God delivered them just to bring them out into the wilderness and to slaughter them and to have them kill. So Moses is appealing to God's mercy. Now, God's wrath is not absent, nor is his mercy. Like I said, everything he is, he is 100 percent completely at all times. Verse 13. Remember Abraham, Isaac and Israel, thy servants to whom thou swearest by thine own self and said unto them, I will multiply your seed as the stars of the heaven and all this land that I have spoken, uh, spoken of. Will I give unto your seed and they shall inherit it forever? Now, God is uh, now Moses is again bringing before god yo remember what you said to aaron uh uh, isaac and and jacob and israel you said that to your seed i'm gonna give this land it's gonna be an inheritance forever so he's calling on god's promises he's calling on god's mercy making intercessions and the lord repented of the evil which he had thought to do unto his people now before you get it in your mind that God, God changes, that's, that's not, you're missing a context here. The context is God turned from his wrath and had mercy. Everything God is, he is completely at all times. I give you an example. What happened to King David, King David, who experienced God's love, God's mercy, and God's power. He violated God and God's wrath turned upon king david and he lost a son and you could you could definitely see where there's much more turmoil than that that happened to david from generation to generation from solomon on uh as a result of his sin this was this was paid for greatly so in this instant we have kind of the adverse god was about to wipe the children of israel out moses made intercessions uh, to God instead of the children of Israel and God has decided to have mercy upon the children of Israel verse 15 and Moses turned and went down from the Mount and the two tables of the testimony where uh, were in his hand and the tables were written on both sides on the one side and on the other were they written and the tables were the work of God and writing was the writing of God graven upon the tables. I think I'm gonna stop right there today and uh in verse 16. But we see we see what's going down here. We see the wrath of God almost coalescing on the children of Israel. Moses making an intercession and we see mercy coming into play. Again, for those that might think that wrath is not something that ever happens for those that might think that, oh, I can do whatever I want. It'll be all good. God would never, you know, God is all love. God is love. God is just God is also judgment. God is also mercy. And all of these things that he is, he is completely. That's a, that's a terrifying thought. And the reason that's a terrifying thought is because you can play around thinking that You're going to be on the side of mercy at all times, but judgment must happen if you will not turn, if you will not repent, if you will not change. Judgment must happen. And this is something that people definitely do not get in this day and age. Y'all know what it is. Stay frosty, people.